Back here, WSUM 91.7 FM here in Madison. Joining now, we have Beyond the Badgers taking over. Dan, what up? What up, what up? Big show on tap. We got Mr. Bo Bennett on the line in about 10 minutes. You're not going to want to miss that if you don't know who he is. NHL player, recently played for Dynamo Minsk. I hope I'm, I hope I'm saying that right. In the yes, yes, you are. KHL in Russia. He was actually playing in Belarus. Beautiful um, Belarus. But we got him in. Patrick, two things. First of all, shout out Johnny at Hachi. He did me up right. Sweet hair. Questionable. Great flow. And then second, Dubs isn't here. Dubs, I don't even I don't even want to give him a shout out because he pulled shoot at the last minute, last minute, calling us about forty five minutes ago, saying, "Hey, by the way, boys, I'm not going to be there today." Oh my god, he's I didn't. He's, he's asking. They were throwing flags in the play. They're all over the place. Here. I don't even know what to say. He might be permanently point. muted. Because I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in Dubs. And the fact that he he totally forgot until I FaceTimed him. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be able to come back on next week. He, 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 he'll he be here in case we need him to look him up, but we will have him on mute permanently. You hate to hear that. <laughs> you hate to hear that. Hey, man, the uh, sorry, Dubs. The, the leader has spoken. Facts. <sighs> you hate to see we'll it. Him, we'll give him the top five in the first five. I was, you and know what I was that, hoping for? I was hoping for... The band back together because two weeks ago I wasn't here. Last week you weren't here, and no, then Dubs now this week Dubs is not here. I mean the the dynamic duo between us two is here. Oh, that's all we need, baby. Facts. Just like old times. Facts. Just like old times. But Dubs, wherever you are, if you're listening, shit better be listening. Yeah, actually, you we better don't. Be listening. We don't miss you, but you you messed up. You done messed you're up. A A wrong. Dubs <laughs> Dubs is calling me now. I'm not even gonna answer it. He wants he wants to be on the mic. That's the best part. He Get wants us he wants us to put him on the mic and it's just not gonna happen. No. I like that. Text him back. Let him know. Let him know he messed up. He can't try and come in like that. He can't try and come in late because guess what? We got Bo coming on. Can't have him over the line phone line too. Come on. Patty, this is a great time for sports. Unbelievable. Because first of all, we're kind of burying the lead because last night was probably the best football game I've ever seen in my lifetime. Hands down. One of the best, if not the best, regular season game of all time. Hundred millions and millions of points, and we got to talk to Dubs to see what he his take on the game. Dubs, I'm getting Dubs on the line right now. That stinks. Dubs thinks he can. Fr- he can. Dubs, what do you have to say to the people? I'm here for the first five at five. All right, I'll I like that. You. Let's hear it. Give us, give us All what right. we got. All right, to say for to save my job security, I have a juicy first five at five for you guys. All right, LeBron James put up a fifty burger last night. Talking to the mic, Dubs. <laughs> I'm trying to talk. Speak to the up, mic. man. Is this in year sixteen the best LeBron we've seen? First of all, Dubs, you just saved your job calling in, so so credit to you. Second of all, this is not the best no. LeBron we've ever seen. Guy claims he had a juicy yet. top five. Come on. That's that's like playing T ball. You're just leaving it out there for us to say no, this is not the best LeBron. You, you gotta give I'm the biggest LeBron stand there is, but you gotta give him credit for doing it as long as he has. And this is not the best LeBron, but fifty burger is pretty, pretty nice. What do we got next, Dubs? 
Okay, as you guys knew, Alex Smith had a gruesome injury this ugly. past Sunday. Very ugly. On the same day that Joe Theismann broke his leg. With all this going on between the Eagles and the Redskins yep. and the Cowboys, who is now the favorite to win the NFC East? Ooh. There's a pretty clear answer to this, and it's my Dallas Cowboys, and I'm going to tell you why. Alex Smith out. Colt McCoy, not terrible, but... Did pretty well at the end of the game for them. On top of the uh, Alex Smith injury, they've had a slew of other injuries. Crowder's been hurt. Richardson's been hurt on the offensive side. Defensive side's been banged up. I think my Dallas Cowboys, Dak's starting to get it going. Feed the man, Zeke. They're going to win. Eagles look terrible. They they don't yeah, even look like as, they're – they already mailed it in. As much as it pains to me, me to agree with you, I do believe Daniels, Dallas Cowboys will win the division. The Skins just don't have the depth. Cole McCoy, not a solidified, legitimate starting QB bad. in the NFL. No, he's not bad. But he's not like a – he's not somebody that's going to carry them to the playoffs. Cowboys, 5-5. Five and five. Obviously, they won last week against the Falcons off the Maher – uh, game-winning field goal in the dying seconds. Redskins lose to the Texans. Or Falcons red hot. stink. Dubs, um, before yeah, before you go to the next one, are you listening on the radio? Because if you're not, you should be. Um, I'm on my phone right now, but I will be tuning in shortly after. Good answer. Um, this great Good answer. First five at five. All right, what do we got next? next? Um, and also big game on Thursday night for the between the Redskins and the Cowboys. Fact. But next, um. Did you guys? If you guys watched the game last night, you could probably tell there was a lot of points and a lot of passing. With all yeah, the game was 54-51. Um, is this kind of how the new NFL is headed with these rules and stuff? Yeah. And will we see a lot more high-scoring games? First of all, I think this game was kind of an anomaly because you got two of the best offensive in the, offenses in the league. Second of all, it's going to start. I mean, I don't know if it's. I think it's already been starting it's, to. It's change. already been gone over the last. Uh, 15, I was telling Patty years. while we were watching the game. It seems like there's a flag every damn play, which was not fun to watch. No. They got to do something because there's a fine line between getting more offense and making it watchable. And at some points, the game's just unwatchable. I mean, I love the NFL, so I'm going to watch it. But with the quarterbacks being protected the way they are, the offenses getting helped out by holding pass interference, everything you want to targeting, everything, you're going to see more higher scoring games. I agree. These quarterbacks can, they can literally pick apart any defense too. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. I mean, I agree. Like we've already, like Dan said over the last, you know, we've seen a goal uh, scoring in, uh, in NFL games over the last 10, 15, 20, 25 years continuously go up. I mean, last night, I agree, is an anomaly. I mean, you have two unbelievable offensives with unbelievable threats on either side. Um, last night was an anomaly. I mean, there's only been, what, two higher-scoring games ever? Yep. Or one? Two. Two? Yep. Yeah. So that that was an anomaly, but both teams putting over 50 points. What's next, Treat to watch. Big game in the horseshoe this week, a top-10 matchup between Michigan and Ohio State. The winner goes on to the Big Ten Championship and keeps their playoff hopes alive. I got to ask you guys, if Michigan wins this game, is it a changing of the guard in the Big Ten? I love that you're asking this question. This could go a million different ways. And the changing of the guard, I don't think, is yet. Even if they win this game, I mean, they've been the little brother. Ohio State's won 13 of the past 
15, I think, or something like that. So uh, they've had a good year, but I think Ohio State will still continue to own the Big Ten until further notice, even if they lose. Honestly, I was responding to upcoming guest interview, Bo Bennett. What was your question, Dubs? Um, if Michigan wins this game this next Saturday, is it a changing of the guard in the Big Ten of who's top dog? Uh, I do not believe so. I think that's what you said, eh? Uh, I agree. Uh, Ohio State, I still think, is the, the better overall program. Be interesting to see. Urban Meyer has been uh, hot, been in he some hot water to start. He's had some... He's got some health issues, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But um, I think this this year will not be a change in the guard. It'll just be more of a, a who's best, who get who brings their best on this upcoming Saturday. What do we got next? All right, and then um, th- this past Sunday, Dan, you were probably obviously the same way. I was t- throwing everything in my apartment, um, trying to figure Fact. out what was going on with the Vikings. Um, what do you guys think the problem is with this team that went 13-3 and a year ago and is now sitting um, battling for playoff contention? First of all, I'm going to take this because I'm a Vikes. Yep. Go off, True bro. and true. Uh, it's not time to panic in Minnesota. Everybody's saying, oh, fire Zimmer. He's on the hot seat, blah, 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 blah. Kirk Cousins this, Kirk Cousins that. People, it's not time to panic. They're 5-4-1. and one. We're two games back of the Bears. Have you seen the Bears defense? The Bears defense is good. Yes. That is a tough mean. game. You gotta give some you gotta give some respect to the Bears. I would say the problem is the defense is the biggest thing. Not as good as it was last year. But let's relax a little bit. We can still get in the playoffs with a little nine, six, and one record. Could hey, backdoor it. We'll see. Um, I think their inability, I mean, against again, obviously talked about how good the Bears D was. Khalil Mack is just an animal he's playing possessed but um they gotta have a successful running game i mean kirk cousins can't throw the ball he's got thrust he's got digs he's got feeling but you got to establish a run game before you can open up those passes open up the play action pass and i think they got to get that going if they want to make the playoffs dubs you got any more you got a trivia for us i got a trivia for you guys i like it a regional trivia question for you guys as you guys know it is Axe Week in Madison yep. as the Badgers take on the Gophers looking to win their 14th straight no I badge. believe um, the last time the Gophers won was in 2003 Twitter did not exist who coached the teams between the Badgers and the Gophers Glenn Mason I have no idea Dan Glenn Mason and Barry Alvarez that is correct Woo! <laughs> oh my easy don't <laughs> scream into the okay. mic bro levels off the map I would have guessed Coach Barry Alvarez, I had n- absolutely no idea about Minnesota. No clue. All right, Dubs, just want to say thanks, and uh, you better be listening, and you just saved your job. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Wish I'm, I could be there. You, you are on the show, so yeah. I'm glad that you were taking the time out of your busy schedule, apparently, to come on. Now get lost um, so we can yeah, get our guest interview going. Here. I mean, I'm about an hour out of Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll talk to you later. We'll talk to you. Yeah, we'll talk to you. Dubs saving his job. Good for him. I apologize for the levels, but man, I was pumped up. Bo, what's going on, buddy? What's up, buddy? Joining us now, live on the air, Bo Bennett. People sleep on it, but Stanley Cup champion Bo Bennett joining us now, all the way from Cali. Bo, what's good? What's good, boys? How you doing? Bo, how's the weather out there in Cali? Because I'm freezing my butt off up it here in Wisconsin. It is cold. 
buddy. It's uh, it's pretty cold right now, actually. It's oh. 67, so... Um, well, you're about 40 degrees warmer than we are here, so... Everyone's bundled up, uh, not really leaving the house today, so it's pretty cold. Well, Bo, we'll, uh, we'll jump right into it. Obviously, you know, you got a busy day, you got a lot of Fortnite to play, you got lots going on up there, enjoying the beautiful, despite yet you claim cold weather. Um, people, like I said, people sleep on the fact that you won a cup in 2016 with the Pittsburgh Penguins. What was that Stanley Cup playoff ride like? Obviously, it was difficult. You were dealing with some some nagging injuries. We're only able to get into the lineup one time uh, in the conference finals against Tampa. But what was that ride like? It was dope. I mean, uh, I honestly, I got injured against Washington in December, and I kind of, it was something, I mean, you've seen my shoulder before. It's kind of yeah. gnarly. It's, it's gnarly looking. Yeah, it's... Uh, Something that I I probably shouldn't have even played that game against Tampa, but uh, <laughs> I mean at a certain point you're like screw it. I got the off season, um, probably injured it a little bit more even going into the off season, and um, it's weird because when you're not really out, like able to play, you're just kind of like a you just have like a first hand seat, and you're like a you're you're just with all your buddies, mm-hmm. and you're not really staying that ready to play because it wasn't really an option, and. Um, it was fun just to see how like the boys came together and I was right there with them the whole time and yeah. just getting a party with the cup was awesome. Now you're from California, obviously we've mentioned, uh, what, what's that feeling like when you're the highest drafted California born and trained player in the NHL history, grew up playing for the LA Kings. Uh, what was your experience like starting out in hockey, um, and specifically ice hockey in California? Yeah, I played roller hockey um, growing up, like, pretty religiously, and mm-hmm. I didn't um, make the switch over to ice hockey fully until I was about 15. Okay. So, when I was, when I made the switch over, and, like, I, I, I mean, I live with Patty's brother in Penticton, and he could vouch for me in saying, like, I still wasn't really taking it too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> So I was just there. I was I was didn't know what to expect. I was just trying to get a scholarship and um, just got there. And I grew like four or five inches between sixteen and seventeen years old. And and then it just all came together. And like that Penticton year was probably one of the most fun years of my life. And then fast forward to the draft being in LA, which kind of was the perfect storm because I had my whole family there. Didn't know what to expect and ended up going twentieth overall. Now, obviously, you just mentioned the draft was in L.A., basically hometown crowd for you. What was that two-part question? What was it like for you to be able to have all of your family and friends there? And people forget that your good buddy Emerson Eden was also Cali, born and raised, and went in that draft, and you went ahead of him. What was it like yeah, for you and your family, and then what was it like between to experience that with him and to go ahead of him? Well, me and Emmer, like we just we've always uh, we've always had a good relationship in terms of like off the ice. We, I mean, we like to have our fun, and we we kind of complement us each other well off the ice. So it was kind of just for us to both go in the first round, kind of sparked uh, sparked some interest in hockey around the area, um, just to see that we were born and raised here, and then to have my family there was awesome because like my aunt and my grandma, they don't they don't fly on planes, so. I, I have a pretty small family, but we were we were all there. And um, um, when I did get drafted, I I didn't realize how many people I knew were at the at Staples Center. So just being you know, getting all the texts from everyone who was there and 
um i mean benny was ben was there too and uh we had a time after that you kind of mentioned that you and uh emerson were kind of the trailblazers to start kind of california born players really getting it and making a, st- a name for themselves uh in the nhl was there a player you looked up to uh growing up in hockey to try to get your start into the ice hockey game uh, i was always like I always equate because I was a big Kings fan. Is I, I just remember like the first game I watched, Ray Ferraro scored like three goals. Then <laughs> and so from from then on out, he was I I will always say he was my favorite player because he was when I was younger. That was the guy I used to watch. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I've always been a fan of players. You know, like like if Detroit's playing, I'd watch I'd watch Datsuk and all those guys. But it's it's interesting once. Once Gretzky came to the area, he came in whatever it was, eighty-eight or eighty-nine. Um, you see that the 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 birth years that were prominent in LA was the eighty-eight to the ninety-three. So mm-hmm. all their all the parents were like, "All right, well, hockey's getting popular. Let's throw our kids in hockey." And that's why a lot of our uh, successful California hockey players are that that time frame. So now, obviously, uh, we talked about a little bit of your upbringing, getting into ice hockey, going to play up in Penticton before you headed off to Denver. You're drafted first round by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Obviously, pretty pretty cool team to be drafted by with all the talent they have there. You got called up for your first NHL game uh, on February 14th, scored your first career NHL goal 10 days later on a backdoor feed on a power play from Sidney Crosby. What was that moment like for you to score your goal, first career NHL goal? I mean, it was it was awesome, you know. Just getting the opportunity is like, like I I will forever push the motto that you're only as good as the leash you get. And just being on the five on three, um, um, really helps, you know. Like it, I'm I'm with like world class players, but all I had to do is put in an empty net. So <laughs> if it wasn't, I mean, Patty, you could have scored that goal to be honest. So ooh, <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's a compliment or a chirp, but I'm taking it as a compliment. Ah, uh, lefty, lefty. I would have caught oh, yeah, release, no, quick release. Stand a chance, no, no dusting it off. Jeez. <laughs> uh, no, but it was. It's kind of just like you're only as good as the least you get, and um, when you're young, I kind of wasted a lot of opportunity being injured. Um, so like all the leash that I would have had, it kind of got wasted on the IR. So, uh, it was a great time to to be there and learn from those guys, and hopefully, uh, can just take it with me for the rest of my career. A lot of players, especially in California, are tempted by the WHL, uh, the the paid-to-play junior league up there in Canada, and you had an opportunity to go play in Calgary for the Hitmen. What was your decision like uh, choosing between BCHL and Penticton where you actually played, the USHL, and then the WHL before ultimately playing college? Uh, Yeah, I went went to visit all three. and I actually wanted to go to the WHL to play for the Hitmen. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and my parents said no to that. So, <laughs> okay. uh, they just basically said, because I was living under their roof at the time, that I wasn't 18 yet. So they're like, oh, well, you got to be, you're not an adult. So you, you can't make those decisions to, <laughs> to, to limit your options, basically. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think major juniors should switch to a thing that if you're, if you, um, 
choose to like go to major junior from 16 to 18 and then you can go to college from there it would kind of open up a lot of doors but on a different note uh i went to penticton and i saw it and i was like at the time i was like no way i'm coming here you know it's just a small little town in um, canada uh, i've heard a lot about the ushl then i went to um one day i was just like at the beach and i'm I kind of had like an epiphany and I was just like, screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to do something different than anyone's been doing. Cause at the time, no California guys had been going to the BCHL and mm-hmm. I, I went there. I knew they had a good team. And then it ended up being that I lived with Patty's brother and, um, we had some, some, uh, iffy, iffy billets to start. Then we <laughs> Stories that cannot be shared over the air. Yeah. We, uh, we actually switched to the best billets that Patty lived at. Um, Absolutely. When he- there and um it was just i mean it's the it's the best junior place to play junior a place to play i I, anywhere so i had the best time there and it ended up working out well now obviously uh kind of transition gears a bit here uh go back to the nhl again playing with world-class players and Sidney crosby evgeny malkin mark andre fleury what's it like being inside the locker room with those kind of guys i mean obviously it's real public with with the kind of guy and teammate Mark Andre Fleury is, but what's it like uh, with with guys like Gino Malkin and Sidney Crosby? Yeah, you know, I came in because I I played the first half of the year in the AHL. It was the lockout year, and um, they had been just uh, just hanging out, chilling. I don't know what they were doing <laughs> leading up the season, and then um, we get to the year, and I think I got called up like eight games in and stayed up for the rest, and. Um, they just made you feel like you weren't like you were one of the guys, you know, you weren't a rookie. Like you, I mean, I'm, I'm old school in the fact that I know I'm going to get bullied around a little bit, but I kind of like, like I love it. So I, I never thought like, I was never like, Oh, what was me? Like, why do I have to do this? Why I kind of embraced it. And I like being the, the guy who got picked on. So, um, like, like James Neal, like awesome, awesome guy. Um, Paul Martin, like we had some older guys that were awesome, like Paul Martin. He just retired, and um, and then the young guys weren't even that young. Like I came in with Robert Portuzo, who ended up being my roommate. He was an '88 and '88 or '89, but like you couldn't have asked better, like uh, like rookie guys to come in with. He's just the man. So it was, and then Jerome McGinley. We traded for mm-hmm. Jerome McGinley. So being around him. Uh, was pretty cool too and i was just this 21 year old who didn't know anything about anything <laughs> love it and, uh, just tried to not say much and laugh at all their jokes and uh, <laughs> and that was pretty much it you mentioned you like getting bullied and you liked uh, getting picked on and everything was there a kind of welcome to the nhl moment for you or you just kind of gradually took the time and and uh, got used to the to the show um you know, i mean i i was like I was heavy on Twitter at the time. I tweeted out some Drake lyrics, and then I got like James Neal started calling me Drizzy and like stuff like that. But um, then, like one actually in playoffs, I, I we were at a we were at a piano bar, and I refused to play. I was pretty uh, I was drinking a lot of wine, so I didn't think I'd be able to perform very well. And the next the next morning, uh, all my all my suit all the holes in my suit were sewn shut like my pant legs my, <laughs> my arms my, like it was it was not so uh ruined that suit and <laughs> other than that it was just pretty like for my rookie party i had to 
Actually, it's a funny story from my rookie party. Pascal Dupuis comes up to me before a game in Florida, and he goes, "Hey, by the way, you gotta you gotta sing a rap." This was right around the time they started calling me Drizzy. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like, "All right, well, now I'm not gonna play very well." And in the first period, I actually had two two apples, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the game, I was going into the bathroom with my phone and trying to think of like lyrics to like, <laughs> put in the rap. And I actually I ended up killing it. I think. Uh, that was kind of my welcome to the NHL moment. Love it. There we go. Um, again, if you're just joining us over the air, we were speaking with Bo Bennett, California, born and raised NHL player, won a Stanley Cup in 2016 with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Bo, you uh, you played for a couple other teams as well, making stops in New Jersey and in St. Louis. Uh, what were those experiences like playing for a couple different organizations and maybe talk a little bit about how they uh, maybe compared to playing in Pittsburgh? I mean, Pittsburgh is kind of, I mean, it's kind of the upper echelon, like what everyone compares themselves to, um, like in terms of the, just the, how they treat the player in the city, all the, pe- all the people, how they treat the players and um, in terms of getting reservations, whatnot, getting um, the team services, flying you to and from, everyone's always taken care of in terms of tickets and hotels and whatnot. And we had a team chef like that was pretty Unreal. ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, and he made the best food in the city. So like <laughs> we're literally the best food at our fingertips. And then New Jersey was awesome, too. We had just moved into a new locker room when I got there. And um, we just I mean, you guys know you guys play hockey for a long time is it doesn't matter the situation you're in as long as you're winning. And. Mm-hmm. We, in New Jersey we weren't winning so it was it seemed like what seemed like a long year but it was like we were treated well we just couldn't win and uh, ended up leaving there didn't get qualified left there signed with St. Louis and um, I got put on waivers right away um, and went to Chicago and I had the most fun I had had since playing in Penticton just <laughs> uh, in terms of like being in a leadership role and um getting lots of ice time and um just being one of the older guys and i hadn't been i hadn't been that since i left penticton even in penticton i was a rookie so um it was it was a good experience and i was only in st louis for a month so i don't really remember it all that much but chicago was a heck of a time and uh we had a good team you talked about pittsburgh being kind of the upper echelon what everybody compares them to what was it like playing in a city where, you know, a sports town, you got the Steelers there, you got the Pirates, you know, you got any uh, good stories from, I don't know, maybe hanging out with, with players off other teams, uh, maybe having a good time, get to know guys off uh, maybe the Steelers or the Pirates? Honestly, uh, I, I never really saw those guys out. I mean, the Pirates, uh, I saw Russell Martin out a few times, but um, the Steelers I never saw. I think just uh, – First of all, I would only recognize a few of them anyways. Uh, and for the Pirates, their season kind of ends as ours is beginning. So mm-hmm. I think they're not spending the winter in Pittsburgh for the season. Um, but the city as a whole, like, like we would always go to University of Pittsburgh. We would, uh, like, go to the – I lived in Southside for four years. Like, like I had fun, like, going out with just the people of Pittsburgh. Like, we always had a good time. We always <laughs> – We'd always, um, like, whenever it was a go night, like, the whole city was going. So it was, it was really unreal. fun. Wait, what's, what's a go night? <laughs> Dude, 
ticked. <laughs> this, this this street in um, Southside Pittsburgh has the most bars per square foot in all of America. It's like <laughs> like we tried to do a bar crawl one one year for uh, for uh, end of the season party. We we're playing like bar golf, you know, like uh, like a beer putt, yeah. and all that stuff. We we can only make it to like hole nine. Like there was there's like a hundred bars and like Jeez, like boy. three blocks. Boys are just having a good time. Wait, yeah, good time. Is your is your nickname really Sunshine because of the remember the Titans character? That, see, that was another thing when my first year, Paul Martin started calling me that. And he, <laughs> he stopped it, and then to this day, Robert Bortuzzo still calls me Driz <laughs> or Drizzy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I never really had a nickname like. Uh, Bo's easy enough, and um, yeah, and I no one could call me Benny because yeah. I I live with a Ben um, in Penticton, so I just was always gone by Bo. Is there a uh, specific goal that you scored in your whole career that really sticks out to you, um, or a specific moment that's that you'll really remember besides oh, the, I the know cup? One. Yeah, we probably probably <laughs> think as me is uh, my first shift in playoffs my first year I had been playing like pretty bad down the stretch like and I remember coach Bosma called me in the office and he's like we're gonna give you a chance to like play game one like you hadn't played good these last two games and I'm like oh, I know I know and I got out there my first shift was on the power play which was great because I love starting just dusting off the puck a little bit <laughs> yeah. and uh just picked up the puck going down the right side and went short side cheese on short side cheese uh, on i think it was nabokov was it getting nabokov yeah and then uh that was it you know like just uh you kind of just black out in the moment like i don't really remember i like i remember scoring but i don't like remember anything after that or any of that game but just that that moment was pretty cool you're not a big selly guy though why didn't you why didn't you give a big selly after that Oh, I did. I that was probably the hardest I'll sell. <laughs> uh, I I don't even know what I did. That's how like like excited I was. I was just full like. Um, I even got made fun of for my celly. Love <laughs> like Neiler the next day was like, "What were you doing?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't know. I don't like." Like, <laughs> like I had only had three goals up to that point uh, in the NHL, and then it just Boom. yeah, and then you know, Sports Center. There it is. There it is. All it's all you really hope for. That's the dream. Get put on Sports Center for a highlight reel. Kind of nice. Kind of nice. Exactly. Now you talked about it earlier. You know, beginning of your career, you're were, you were big on Twitter. Still are pretty big. Got a big following. Hopefully, give the boys a shout out on Twitter. Maybe tweet out the show. Tweet out the interview. But hundred uh, percent. There we go. There we go. Uh, any ever good responses you get? I mean, I know there's lots of people out there that always reply to the famous people and athletes tweets, any good responses where you've read them before and be like, okay, that was funny. This is one I'm going to remember. Yeah. Like, dude, I, I used to be <laughs> so, so active on like all social media. And then I actually deleted them both because I got in trouble for some of the stuff I was saying <laughs> and doing just cause I was like at development camp. There's like a what not to do section of social media and <laughs> taking up the whole page. Um, so I, uh, like Twitter, like, people will always come at me but i don't get offended at all like i like this is one thing that like people think that they're like gonna get under your skin but i mean i'm a mental warrior so it just doesn't <laughs> uh um but they they little things like what 
one person Instagram DM me. She said, she said, by the way, I make clay sculptures out of you and I eat the clay. <laughs> that was, that was weird. That, that's, that's, that's one you don't forget. That, that sticks in your brain for sure. Yeah. I was like, I was like, all right, that's gnarly. And then, uh, and then on Twitter, like, just little like funny. I would always go back at fans because it's it's kind of funny how like they're go trying back to get and forth. out of you, and then how quickly they'll like go back on like insulting you. They'll be like, "Oh no, just kidding! I really mm-hmm. like you." <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing that'll always stick out to me uh, is I I just said like some generic tweet, and some guy replied and said, "Shut up! You have dolphin teeth." And I forever <laughs> to this day, that's like the one guy who's like. All right, I can't even say anything to that. That's a funny. That's a funny <laughs> now you signed with uh, the Be- Belarusian club HC Dynamo Minsk in the KHL in July. You spent a little time over there. What was your experience like over there across the pond in in Belarus and, and Russia? I mean, you know, I'm not gonna bag on the uh, like. For everyone has a different path and what they like, and like I, I'm just I really like America, to be honest. And that's just that's just me personally, you know. Like everyone has a different experience over there, and I I was going through some like uh, some wear and tear stuff throughout the summer, and kind of the summer ended so quickly. I left on like July 21st, but I mean we were treated well. Like we we had great fans. Um, it's just a different world, you know. Like you don't really you don't really know it until you're over there and you're in it. Um, and it's just, no one really speaks English in Belarus, but, um, we got off kind of a, a, a tough start. And then I had something back home, uh, something traumatic happened back home that I had to leave. And, um, we just, in, in the best interest of both parties, I just stayed at home and, um, um, yeah, so that was kind of a, it was a weird time in my life, but it was it was like a learning experience that I can look back and say, you know what, I I went there, I put my best foot forward, and um, it just wasn't meant to be, you know. You go. Well, I only got a couple more questions, just a couple rapid fire ones. Cooler moment, first NHL goal, or being the highest ever drafted California kid at home. Um, I think the the drafted moment was more. Uh, like stuck up to me more because I wasn't ex- like, you know, you're like with opportunity, you're for sure going to score your first NHL goal. Like just a matter of time. Um, I think just having all my friends and family there was pretty cool. I didn't know I was going to go where, when I did and to the team I did. Toughest player to play against that you ever played against. Toughest player to play against. See, like I actually liked playing against like harder, like, what they'd be called harder defensemen to play against, you know, like the tougher mm-hmm. guys, um, because I feel like they you you can eventually beat them easier. But like like an underrated guy like Roman Yossi, I remember like he's just such a good skater. And guys on our team, like trying to practice against Chris Tang was like, possible. Mm-hmm. That was going to be my next one. Toughest player you've ever played with, either just straight up toughness or like difficult to play against. Um difficult to play against i think uh like gino in practice like because he's so big and you don't realize like how big he is until you're out there with him and like to combine that size with his speed and his like 
soft hands. Like the stuff he can do with it. Like Sid's unbelievable in his own right, but just being out there with Gino, like you, if if he has his back turned to you with the puck, like you can't get to the puck. There's not. There's no chance. Uh, best teammate you've ever had. I mean, I'm sure that if anyone who's played with Mark Andre Fleury would probably put him right up there. Um, just in terms of being a great guy and always happy, never blames anyone. Um, and as a goalie, you know, like sometimes they get frustrated if they can't see a puck. This uh, he's he's just a great teammate. And then um, two other one, two other guys I live with, uh, Robert Bertuzzo and Brian Dumla. You know, just kind of cut from the same cloth as me. Just try to be happy and make the most of your life. Favorite coach? Favorite coach? Um, probably Freddie Harbinson. And mm. I have a roller hockey coach and a ice hockey coach. Ro- roller hockey coach Ken Merchinson mm-hmm. and ice hockey Fred Harbinson. Just in terms of they kind of knew who I was as a player and a person and they just embraced it. Like I'm just a laid-back Cali kid. Just let me <laughs> be who I am. Love it. Well, Bull, that's uh, that's all we got. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time. Come on, uh, hang out with the boys, tell some stories, talk about your career, your life. Boys really appreciate it. No worries, man. I'll see you on Fortnite. Where are we dropping? Love it. Thanks, <laughs> Bull. It, always. It. See you, right, everybody. That was professional hockey player Bo Bennett. Won a cup in Pittsburgh in 2016. Had a couple stops on the way with New uh, New Jersey Devils and St. Louis Blues. If you miss any of that, check us out on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, excuse me, Beyond the Badgers, and on Podbean. We'll tweet out the show. Don't you worry about that. Why don't you do a quick break? We'll do some NFL talk. I'm a champion. Realize Shaq's mechanism. Yah, 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 yah. for rat. He's not your normal PSA. Don't be stupid. Don't drink and drive. If you're going to go out and have a good time, it's fine. But designate a driver to drive home. Let's stop the madness. Don't drink and drive. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Back here, Beyond the Badgers, 91.7 FM here in Madison. Again, if you just missed interview with Bo Bennett, uh, catch us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Beyond the Badgers, Twitter, myself, Dan, and Bo will all be tweeting it out, as well as Twitter account, Badgers Beyond. Check it out. Dan, what do we got going? Since Patrick's got to get out of here early, we're going to do a little Week 12 picks, and then yours truly will take yourself, and we're going to break down the NFL slate that was in Week 11. Patrick, it's Thanksgiving on Thursday. It is. What are you thankful for? Thankful for WSUM Radio, Beyond the Badgers, boys, okay. always, family, friends, come on, always, automatic. I'm thankful for you, man. I, that, that was my next one, man. I'm thankful to have a good friend, good roommate, co-host, good baby. co-host, the boys, always. You? I'm thankful for you. That's all I'm thankful for. Let's there get into go. the slate. Starts out on Thanksgiving Day with... The Detroit Lions, the Motor City Kitties take on the Chicago Bears. Mitchell Trubisky, a little banged up, hurt his shoulder, might not start this game. Chicago three-point favorites, who do you got? Take the Bears. Bears were nice. Patty's taking the Bears, I'm going to take Detroit. Detroit, something about them on Thanksgiving, man. They're going to win that game. Redskins versus the Cowboys. Cowboys seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Give me the boys. 
Take Dallas there. The night slate. Excellent game. Pitts, uh, excuse me, Atlanta versus the Saints. Absolute wagon. Who do you got? Give me the Saints and all the Saints, please. New Orleans there. All right, on to Sunday night. Excuse me, Sunday afternoon. Jaguars at Bills. Jaguars minus three on, who do you like? Still taking the Jags, even though it's the Bills. I'm taking the Bills. And I like Mr. Uh, Matt Barkley. Shout out Matt Barkley. Shout out Matt Barkley. Shout out Matt Barkley. He's having a good year. Jaguars just look lost. Defense looks lost. They should have. Uh, they blew it against Pittsburgh. Should have won last week, but oh well. They're on the road too. That's going to be freezing. It up is going to be cold in Buffalo. Browns at Bengals. Little little Cleveland. Or excuse me, Ohio showdown. I think take uh, take Bengals at home. Browns are coming off the bye, but I like the Bengals at home. I like Cincinnati as well. Patriots at Jets. We like the Patriots. Patriots by a billion. Giants at Eagles. Both teams uh, going in different directions. Giants three and seven. Don't sleep on them. Uh, I'm still taking the Eagles. Eagles are at home. The Giants stink. Yeah, I'll take Philly as well at home. They got to rate the ship. They got to do something here. They should score a bunch on that Giants defense. 49ers at Buccaneers. Two very, very disappointing teams. I'm going to take the Bucs. They're at home. Their offense is explosive. I'm taking Arizona. They should have won on a Wait, phantom. Arizona, or sorry, San, San Francisco. Francisco. Okay. I'm okay. losing my I'm losing my damn mind. San Francisco off the bye. Friend of the program, George Kittle is going to have a touchdown in that one. Mark my words. Seattle at Carolina. Carolina three point favorite. Um, Carolina's been struggling. They have the last two weeks. They blew it against uh, against the Lions. The got week blown be- out the by got, the Pittsburgh. They Steelers. got blown out by the Steelers the week before. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks going on the road, little road warriors. This is a huge game. Seattle's 5-5, five and five, Panthers 6-4, and four, but I'm going to take Carolina at home. Friendly confines in Bank of America Stadium. Raiders at Ravens. Mr. Lamar Jackson looked pretty nice. Raiders stink. Lamar Jackson was nice last week. Give me all of Baltimore. Yeah, we're both taking Baltimore. Cardinals at Chargers. We both know we are on your San Diego Chargers. People don't sleep on the Chargers. 7-3, and three. they're coming. They they're coming, baby. Uh, Steelers at Broncos. Steelers on the road. I think Big Ben uh, bounces back from his dismal performance until the fourth quarter from last week. Now I'm going to take Denver. Oh. And, uh, it might be snowing there in Denver, which would be awesome. Steelers should have lost last night. Or not last night, Sunday. Give me the Broncos. Dolphins at Colts. I think we like the Colts. Do like the Colts. Dolphins stink on the road. Andrew Luck has been nice. Sunday night football. Here you go, Dan. I'll give you this one. Minnesota will crush Green Bay. I also agree. What's your take on uh, Kirk Cousins not doing well in big-time games? 4-12 and 12 on primetime games, man. It's bad. It's not a good stat to have. Not good. Not, not good. a good stat to have. Is that all your take is on that? It's, it's just not good. I mean, the stats are there. He, he was b- below average on that game against the Bears. Again, the Bears got a great defense, but... No big time games. Your QB's got to step up and lead the way, and he's just never not done that in his career. Monday Night Football, AFC South showdown: Titans at Texans. Texans at home. Give me it. Yeah, I'll take Houston as well. Give me your top five. Top five power rankings this week. I got the Saints at number one because they just demolished their wagon. Every week. They're a wagon. Rams at number two after their shootout win last night over the Chiefs. Then Chiefs at three. Give me the Bears at four. 
Bears at four. I mean, huh? the Bears at four. Their D has been lights out, and then I got the Patriots at five. I like your top three there with the Saints, Rams, and Chiefs respectively, but at four I'm going to take the New England Patriots because they beat your Bears, and I... If the Bears win, I, t- I told you last week, if the Bears, you weren't here last week, if the Bears win the NFC North, I will cry. I will legitimately <laughs> cry. Oh, but we did make a pact. If the Vikes somehow host a, a playoff game. We're going. I'm getting you tickets. We're going. And we're going to Minnesota. Let's do it. We're staying at my place. Let's do it. Done. Number five, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I cannot make myself put the Chargers, my Chargers, into the top five. Yeah. Bears also close. There, do you have a lock of the week? I do have a couple locks of the week two NFL, and I got three college football. NFL, I got Pats minus nine and a half against the Jets. I think they will smash them. Saints minus 13 against the Holy Falcons. Holy crap, you're taking all the big favorites, eh? Uh, and then college football, I got Florida minus six against Florida State, Clemson minus 26 and a half against South Carolina. Jeez, you sure about that? And LSU plus two and a half against Texas A&M. LSU plus two and a half? Yeet. All right, we'll see. Dubs, you're blowing it not being here, but you saved your job. You saved your job. That's all we're going to say. I am about to take off. I'll queue up a PSA, come back. Dan will wrap everything up and, again, close out the show for us. Need to quick order a new pair of headphones or a book you've been wanting to read? When you order on Amazon, head to smile.amazon.com and set your charitable organization to Friends of Madison Student Radio. At no cost to you, Amazon will donate a percentage of your purchase to WSUM. For more information, visit smile.amazon.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Beyond the Badgers here on WSUM 91.7 FM in Madison. Patrick had to get, take off, so I'll be handling the last 15 minutes here. We'll get into a little NFL. We'll have my locks, and we'll get on out of here. We'll talk a little NBA because Patrick's gone, which that makes me happy, not so happy for him. Last Thursday, the hometown squad, the Packers, lost to the Seahawks 27-24. Aaron Rodgers, 332 yards, two touchdowns, could not get it done. Russell Wilson looked pretty good. Peace out, Patty. 225 yards and two scores. A workmanlike game for Mr. Wilson. Wisconsin boy, people sleep on that. Looked pretty good. I Now, Dubs would ask me, is it time to panic in Green Bay? And I'd say absolutely yes. you got to get rid of Mike McCarthy. It, it As a Vikings fan, it makes me happy. But if I was a Packers fan, you hate to see Aaron Rodgers' prime get spoiled. They did win one championship but man you have the most talented quarterback in the National Football League you only win one title that's tough 0-5 in the road for Packers that's not going to get it done they're looking up at two teams there in the north my Cowboys as Patty said Brett Maher field goal in the last play of the game to defeat the Falcons 22-19 to the big story here is Ezekiel Elliott, 23 carries, 122 yards, and a score. He's been eaten. Zeke has been absolutely eaten, and the Cowboys are in prime position to take over the NFC East. Lions defeat the Panthers after the Carolina Panthers failed to get it. Uh, Two-point conversion after a touchdown. 
Cam Newton sails one over the head of his receiver. Detroit, now, don't at me on this, but Detroit is making the NFC North the best division in football. I don't think there's anybody. I would say the NFC South is pretty good, but Buccaneers look bad. Even the Falcons look terrible. There's not many divisions in football, if any, that can match the talent and the teams in the NFC North. AFC South showdown, Colts defeat the Titans 38-10. Andrew Luck keeping it rolling with three touchdown passes there. They're 5-5. Five and five. Giants defeat the Buccaneers at home 38-35. Buccaneers can't play a lick of D. Jameis Winston sighting coming back. He's already been named the starter for week 12 against the 49ers. So welcome back, Jameis. Saquon Barkley looks like the real deal. 27 carries, 142 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, one through the air. He's he's pretty nice, pretty pretty nice, living up to that number two pick. Texans defeat the Redskins 23-21. to Deshaun Watson coming through in the clutch, but the big story, as Dubs mentioned, in the first five, a gruesome injury by Mr. Alex Smith. Kind of got rolled up on. Couple guys take him down to the ground. Uh, if you that injury to watch is not for the faint of heart. It was an ugly, ugly sighting. Leg kind of moved back and forth. I don't think your your ankle's supposed to move like that. Excuse me. That is that's that's a tough look for uh, for Andrew, Alex Smith. Broken tibia and fibula. We'll see how long he'll be out for if it goes into next season. Steelers escaped Jacksonville. They did nothing the entire game until the last quarter where Big Ben led the team down for his rushing touchdown to lead them to victory, 20-16. to The Jaguars had one drive where they threw, they threw the ball one time. They ran it about 13 times in a row. You're just not going to win like that, not, especially with Blake Borders under center. I know you got Leonard Fournette. You're not going to win those kind of games in a disappointing 3-7. and seven. Not, not great there for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lamar Jackson took the starting reins for Baltimore after well, Joe Flacco was diagnosed with a hip injury and he was unable to play. 117 yards on 27 carries, man. That's, uh, that's tough to duplicate. It's, it, we'll see. Time will tell. If that's going to be sustainable in the NFL, I don't think it will be. We've never seen somebody like that. Maybe the closest is like a Michael Vick. Cam Newton does it. Um, Just trying to think. I don't know. There's got to be a couple more quarterbacks that run as much as they pass. But, man, 27 carries for Lamar Jackson's quarterback. That's uh, that's tough to be sustainable. Nonetheless, they get the win 24-21. to Raiders beat the Cardinals on the road 23-21 for their second win of the season. The big story was the Phantom holding, in my opinion, a Phantom holding on a David Johnson long rushing touchdown that was brought back in the fourth quarter. Unable to count that, obviously. Raiders come down, get a field goal to win, and both teams are at 2-8 and eight looking forward. They're trying to get that number one pick. They're trying to get Ed Oliver, that defensive tackle from from. Uh, from Houston, excuse me. It's tank season, boys and girls. It's tank season. Broncos, now this is the most Chargers game I have ever seen in my life. I love the Chargers, but man, oh man. 
how do you lose this game? Denver shouldn't even be in this game. Chargers are fumbling. They're they're throwing picks. They're doing this. They're getting penalties. They lose twenty three to twenty two in the most Chargers fashion ever. Philip Rivers throws for four oh one and two touchdowns. Cannot get them to the promise line at home. It's tough. Tough look. Absolute shootout in the Bayou. The Saints defeat the Eagles, forty-eight to seven. Eagles got some serious issues, man. They can't score. I don't want to say it, but maybe it's time to try Nick Foles out. Just saying, just saying. Well, food for thought. Saints look like an absolute wagon again. Four touchdowns for Breeze in in the uh, in the Superdome. There, Traquan Smith, the rookie at Ohio State, at ten catches for one hundred fifty-seven yards. There's just too many weapons in that Saints offense to be stopped. The Sunday night game was a stinker for the Vikings as they lost 20 to 25. Eddie Jackson of the Chicago Bears took a Kirk Cousins interception back for a touchdown to all but seal the deal in the fourth quarter. And we talked about it earlier. Kirk Cousins struggles in the primetime games. Can't overlook it, man. Cannot overlook it. Maybe the best game in the history of the NFL, according to my co-host, Patrick. I like the, uh, the 2016 Super Bowl with the, uh, with the, with the Patriots and the, the Falcons. That was a pretty good game, in my opinion. But this one was also a good game, 105 points together. Chiefs, def- Chiefs fall to the Rams in L.A., 54-51. to Unbelievable scene there last night. With the uh, firefighters, obviously, with the fires going out, prayers out to them and everybody affected. Uh, but it was a, it was an uh, absolutely amazing scene there, paying tribute to them as well as a, an offensive explosion. There was a little defense played in the game with a couple strip sacks by Aaron Donald. You had a fumble recovered for a touchdown by uh, the Chiefs. So, all in all, one of by far the best game that we'll see this season, and. Maybe, like Patty said, in the whole of the NFL. Now, that's a hot take for you. Now, Patrick already gave you his locks. I have two locks for you in the college football game. A couple situational spots for you. BC minus seven against um, against Syracuse. Syracuse coming off a big loss. There's no way they're going to be able to get up for this game because they've already nailed down a bowl-eligible spot. My last one's Tulane, minus 7. They're 5-6. and six. They need, need, need to win this game to get to a bowl game. There is no way they lose that game. They might win by 21, I'm saying three touchdowns, for Tulane. Now, when we look at the Week 12 slate, I know we broke it down there uh, a little earlier with Patrick. We made our picks just trying to scavenge the lines here. I, I don't know if I like Saints minus 13. They've been a wagon. I don't know. People are sleeping on the Redskins. Plus seven and a half. Ooh. Might be nice. Might be nice. I'm going to take... Man, the Jets are bad. Three and seven. That's not great. Ooh, this is a tough slate here. Vegas, Vegas knows, man. Vegas knows. I'm going to take Oakland Raiders plus 10.5. There's no way they get blown out with Lamar Jackson under center if he's under center. 
I like that game. Indianapolis minus eight. Mm, kind of up for grabs there. Pittsburgh minus three. Vikes minus three and a half. That's going to be a tough game. Aaron Rodgers is going to have the boys going for that one. My final pick will be Detroit on Thanksgiving plus three. They're going to win that game outright. Mark my words. There always something happens on Thanksgiving for the Lions and the Cowboys. They they just don't lose. They do not lose those games. Somehow, some way, Detroit's going to get that game and uh, defeat the Chicago Bears. Let's transition on in our last couple of minutes here. Highlights some happenings going on around the sports world, specifically in the NBA. Mr. J.R. Smith. He's not with the Cavaliers anymore. He's seeking a trade away from the Cavaliers. Look for him to go and team up with his buddy LeBron James and the Lakers. No, I'm just kidding. Him and him and Carmelo Anthony in basketball uh, purgatory at this point. You hate to see that. And then Markel Fultz, the former first-round pick, apparently having shoulder issues again. He, eef, You hate to see that. Not looking great. Mr. Adrian Beltre. Third baseman for the Rangers, retires after 21 seasons. Will miss his last, will miss his bat. He had almost 500 home runs for uh, the Rangers. He had an ex- absolutely tremendous, tremendous career. My f- by far, in a way, going to be a Hall of Famer someday when he's eligible. Now, my favorite time of the year, the college basketball season's back, and your, f- your favorite team, the Wisconsin Badgers, man. They're back in a big way, and they defeated Houston Baptist on Saturday by the score of 96-59. They're 3-0, defeating Xavier as well in the Gavit tip-off games. You can catch them on ESPN tomorrow for a little feast week. Get your Thanksgiving started off right as they take on Stanford in the Bahamas. Check that out on ESPN. That's going to be at 1 p.m. Central Time. So check out the men's basketball program. And then way, way back in the beginning of the show, Dubs mentioned it's the Axe Week, baby. Twitter, now this is a great stat for you. Twitter has never seen a tweet saying the Minnesota, the Minnesota Golden Gophers are the champions of the Axe. Never seen and probably never will, going to be honest. They probably never will see it. But nonetheless, give me the... Give me the Badgers by, I'm going to say, 31 to 20. That's all the time we have for Beyond the Badgers here on WSUM 91.7 FM here in Madison. Thanks for joining us, and as always, catch us on Apple Podcasts, Beyond the Badgers. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.